Hello, world. I'm Roger Corville, and this is For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible, where we read through the scriptures conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in his world. You ready? Let's roll. Welcome. His name is Grayson Gilbert, and his testimony begins like this. On August 28, 2008, the Lord put to death a man who was an atheistic, drug-addled dealer, womanizer, drunkard, liar, thief, idolater, and, suffice it to say, the fool of fools, the laziest of sluggards, the chief of sinners. My friends, interestingly enough, Gilbert uses that to offer a sobering thought that is worth reflecting upon. Hello, Hopeful. Welcome to For the Hope's Reflection, where we pause our Monday through Saturday reading through the Bible in a year time together to do a bit of pondering on Sundays and special days. We'll be back on our trek reading through every word of God's Bible tomorrow. Now, the article on Pathios is called The Danger of Emphasizing the Exciting Testimony. And I confess, I think Gilbert has a point. That there sometimes is almost a form of celebrity to testimonies, which are stories that talk about how we got saved, right? That some heinous sinner got transformed by the gospel. And I've, I've told my own story plenty, and I've shared other stories of guys I've worked with who had an even crazier story about coming out of the Mexican mafia or whatever. But my friends, that gospel, that good news, requires any of us and all of us at any point in history to recognize the heinousness of our own sin before a perfect, holy, good God. Now, Gilbert goes on to drive his point home, quote, the danger of exciting testimonies is that people tend to put the weight on experience rather than scripture's claims. People downplay the severity of every man's sins before a holy God, and therefore they downplay the magnitude of every sinner's repentance before that holy God as a result of believing the gospel. The reason I say this is rather simple in my own example. People immediately make it about the life I lived rather than about the gospel of Christ. Unquote. My friends, if that is the challenge. Can we spend a moment just reflecting on God's mercy and grace, the mercy and grace that we all need? Think about it in the context of Romans chapter 1, verses 29 to 31. Paul is talking about people that God has given over to their own junk, right? Letting them experience the consequences of their own stuff. And Paul writes, They are filled with all unrighteousness, evil, greed, and wickedness. They are full of envy, murder, quarrels, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, arrogant, proud, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, senseless, untrustworthy, unloving, and unmerciful. (laughs) That's quite a list. But let that sink in in. For those of us steeped in cultures of moral relativism, how does it strike you that 
God's righteousness is offended by someone being disobedient to parents or gossiping, like, like his righteousness is offended by murder. We all fall short of God's glory in the court of law. And this brings up a subtle but important reminder. Grace isn't fair. Having the judge in that court of law forego justice means you don't get what you deserve. Put another way, forgiveness isn't about behavior change. It's a gift. A gift of love and mercy and grace. My friends, to be sure, the Holy Spirit will work to partner with you or someone after you've put your trust in Jesus and received that gift. But that brings up another thing to reflect upon based on the cultural waters we swim in. Just as we are not saved by way of behavior change, God's plan isn't creating that behavior change in you alone, being alone. And in many cultures, and painfully so here in the West, individualism is counter to God's plan. Part of the legal transaction that happens in the courtroom isn't just forgiveness and mercy and grace. It is adoption. Adoption into a community, a family who loves you, who helps you, who holds you accountable. And now here's a crazy idea. God uses people to show us grace. He will use you to show others his grace. And that gets us back to the problem. Celebrity testimonies, if you will. And it makes us, you and me, part of the solution. My friends, it is common for people who need Jesus to see their sins in a moral relativistic way, right? Like, I'm no serial killer, so I'm okay. I'm better than that guy down the street. But when you are in relationship with someone, you will be there when the baloney hits the fan. You will be there when they experience the sin of others. You will be there when the conversation turns deep about the meaning of life. And I think that's the point. Be careful with sensational testimonies and just be there. And that's more likely how they will experience God's forgiveness, mercy, and grace. I love you, my friends. Amen. Amen.